Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. Another day. (laughs) Another day, another dollar, baby. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we have a very exciting guest. We have Alexandria, and she's the host of the podcast, Pessimism at Its Finest. And you should definitely go check out her podcast. But this week, we're going to be talking about TV, reality, TV dating reality tv shows and dating show drama it's gonna be pretty exciting i'm really excited for this episode but let's just do a little check-in berenice how you living you know i'm living good um honestly just living the new york life i need to chill okay i've been going out way too fucking much i don't know (laughs) if i think i'm 18 again i don't know if i feel like i'm back in the sorority but um no, yeah, like New York is no joke. People are like, like out, just out, like 11 p.m. on a Monday, just like kicking it, just like, you know, so uh, it's different. I'm getting used to it. I'm trying not to fall into the cycle of waking up at noon every day um, because I'm like working in Seattle time, mm-hmm. but yeah. I shall see. What about you, Ella? So no new updates. I've been watching like three movies a week. I've, movies are like my new thing. And I randomly watched Raya and the Last Dragon, which is a Disney movie. I go, I went into it thinking like, oh, this will be cute and fun and like lighthearted. No, a bitch sobbed, cried like multiple times in the movie. It was, I don't know if it was just me, but like it really made me straight up cry. Was not expecting it. But, you know, sometimes you just like need a good cry. So if you want to cry and be heart warmed, um, <laughs> Ryan the Last Dragon is it. Good to know. Good to know. I'll check it out. Well, should we get into the episode? Let's do it. All right, welcome everybody. So today we're going to do a very exciting episode and we have a guest. So it's like a super, super exciting day. So what we're going to deep dive into is our favorite like reality TV dating shows. We're not we're not just covering one, we're covering them all. And we have a very <laughs> special guest. We have Alexandria from Pessimism at its finest. But do you just want to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your podcast? Sure. So my name is Alexandria. My podcast is called Pessimism at its finest. I don't even, I'm not, don't think I'm pessimistic on there that much anymore or at all, if that, (laughs) but I just talk about pop culture, whatever I feel like for the week and yeah, I enjoy it. We enjoy it too. And we were on like episode two or something. You were my first ever guest on the podcast. First ever? First ever guest, episode three. Well, throwback. So go listen to episode three if you want more of Thanks for Your Concern. But besides that, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and you're on everything. You're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of them, right? I'm everywhere you can find podcasts. Excellent. So what's everybody's favorite show and why when we're talking about reality TV dating shows? 90 Day Fiance. (laughs) That was really quick. Oh my god, fiance. That's a good one. That's a juicy one. Honestly, I didn't even think of that. Me either. But dude, that show takes so many twists and turns. And the thing is, like, most of the people on the show are not attractive. Okay, the foreigners always hot. The Americans never cute. (laughs) never never i just hit on 90 day fiance how the americans always like catfish the foreigners and then they get to america and they're like bitch so you're rich you're not rich and you're ugly like the only reason i fucking agreed to this shit was because i thought i was gonna be taken care of 
they always have one every season where the person actually is rich. And then you're like, wait, why are you going for them? It's like really confusing to me. But I find the show to be hilarious as a whole. I don't understand it. But at the same time, I love it. I'm highly invested. I ne- I have never actually sat down and watched 90 Day Fiance, but my sister did. So I just tune in anytime. There was always some juiciness, drama some um some white boy having like a panic attack about losing this Brazilian girl at the market, you know, like <laughs> something like that. Always amazing. I know who you're talking about, Paula and Curry. Yeah. yeah, when they can't communicate and they literally like communicate through like a translator app on their phones when they're like trying to have a fight. Yeah. Amazing. Curry. Oh my God. I don't another <laughs> thing, I don't understand. Why would you want to be with somebody where you don't understand a single word of their language? Like you're not trying to take a class or something? Like I'm so confused. Listen, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Do you have a favorite couple, Alexandria? Like a favorite couple, the most juicy couple? It has to be Danielle and Muhammad. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Go to YouTube, mm-hmm. watch their like last sit down where he's like, you stink or something like that. Like it's so humiliating. She's like, he tells people I stink and he's like, you do. And it was just so unfortunate to watch, but it's, I watch it once every six months. They met up this Sunday on the show for the first time in years. It's, it's my favorite couple. And probably then anything Darcy does, she has her own spinoff now. Mm -hmm. I find hilarious. Her crying is egregious. I will say this. TLC has some juicy, juicy, juicy reality TV. Yeah. There is Unexpected, which is another version of 16 and Pregnant that I find that's better than 16 and Pregnant. It is. It makes me sad, though. <laughs> Why? No, dude, that, that one's fucking savage. This Okay, I don't know if anyone has watched Unexpected before, but there's this dweeb-looking motherfucker who's like 16 years old who gets this girl pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. And then her, they've been hanging out with her best friend, another hood rat. Don't know her name. <laughs> And then at the reunion, it comes out that her best friend is also pregnant and he's also the baby daddy. Is this I swear to God. <laughs> yes. And I swear to God, the best friend gets pe- gets pregnant on purpose to be petty. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, that's the vibe I'm getting. And I'm like, girl, you did not just get like 16 and pregnant yourself so that you could get back at your best friend for telling you that like you shouldn't be dating her baby daddy because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> That's what they did exactly. You can't that. make this up. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's too much. I know. I love I, Maury too. Just like, but I don't think Maury's a, great. I don't think that's a relationship reality show, but it's mm, great. No. Maury's something else. I Maury's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to throw hands with someone, yeah, if you want to throw hands with someone, that'd be a good show to go to. Yeah. Might as well make some money out of it. God, this is this is kind of a tangent, but I was one time at Thanksgiving and my cousin brought her like college roommate who was a boy and he was like, yeah, I've been on Jerry Springer. Yeah, that shit was fake. <laughs> And we were like, what? And he was like, yeah, no, I went the day before to rehearse. And we were like, well, what was the scenario? And he was like, I was supposed to be like fucking uh, her sister. So it's like I came on with my girlfriend and my girlfriend's sister came on. And then like I was supposed to be like fucking both of them. And literally like we're having like a classy like fucking family get together. And this man's telling this story being like wine drunk in the middle of the day on like Thanksgiving. And literally my my grandma was 
horrified. <laughs> my grandma would be like, tell me more. <laughs> like, tell me, <laughs> tell me everything. <laughs> I want the tea. My favorite show has to be X on the Beach because it's so messy that it's like just so it's it's great. So the premise of it is that they bring people like D-list celebrities every summer and say it's like a different reality TV show and then they bring them on and they bring their exes on and it's just like ex on the beach but they try to like they fell in love with new people and it's just so fucking messy because it's like all the exes that come on like there's already tea there's drama and everyone gets exposed it is literally like so bad it's good I would say that's one of my I don't I don't watch ex on the beach that much but those producers are like extra dramatic for no fucking reason like when they bring in your eggs, they basically send you to like a catapult and like mm-hmm. they, they bring them out and there's like fog and smoke and they're like, oh no, like it's that person's eggs. And then she comes in hot. She comes spilling out like all the fucking tea. So she's trying to make you look bad mm-hmm. in front of like of all the new hoes. It's great. It's great. And then, like, your ex, like, tries to fuck somebody else in front of you. And, like, you're supposed to, like, not be upset about it. But, like, clearly, like, that would upset anybody. Oh, it's too much. Okay, my grandma likes X on the Beach. I've never seen it. (laughs) My grandma. We recommend. Loves it. If you have uh, a sparingly 24 hours to binge. (laughs) This one just wrapped up, but Love Island, USA specifically, okay? I got some beef with Love Island, the UK version. I used to be in love, in love. I used to follow it. I used to love the the banter, the accents, uh, the fact that I needed to put subtitles because I couldn't fucking understand Mm -hmm. what the fuck they were saying. But now it's like, really, every fucking season you're going to bring in only two black girls and, and all the boys don't like them. This looks like racism <laughs> so i stopped i stopped watching it i like but love the, island australia those girls are mean bro <laughs> oh my god but yeah love island usa i funny thing my uncle was like you guys have to explain love island to me i don't understand the premise and we're like at a family dinner and he puts it on and i'm literally like okay so here's the deal and then i'm trying to explain it to him and he's like this seems mean they just drop people because they don't no one likes them and i'm like yes that's literally how it goes okay so side note i have two things we were talking about love island usa today but my grandmother's addicted to love island like there's nothing else she watches she's addicted she'll call me to watch it i'm like i'm not watching it grandma and she's like this is the best show 86 on her bed with her like chips love island that's it but, you know, Jeremy from Love Island, USA? I don't know. Yes. Okay. So he's also in New York. Yes. So what happened was that we were on Clubhouse one night in March 2021. And this guy comes in our Clubhouse room and he's talking to us forever. And then we go to his LinkedIn and it's Jeremy. And then Jeremy would come into the Clubhouse room with my friends and I so often. And I just found out today that he was on Love Island. I don't know. How, I'm like, I've been talking to you for months. And I didn't know you were on the show. Slide that, in. Honestly, that dude seemed like a dud for most of the show and redeems himself in the last like three episodes. I need to watch now and troll him. That's so funny. This season, I actually really enjoyed this season. Nobody seemed really in love, though. Like in past seasons, a couple of people's relationships are like, quote unquote, real, you know. But here's the thing. You get to win money if you win the hearts of America. Mm -hmm. So you should strategize that shit. I've thought about this plenty of times. (laughs) Are you going on? Are you going on, Renise? You know, I just need to work out for like a year and not eat anything. And then I'll probably could be castable. Thank you. Same. I said that last night. 
I honestly, so when I watch Love Island with my boyfriend, I think it's so, like, I, it's weird because he's like, none of these girls are attractive, you know? And he's like, ugh, these girls are not attractive. And I'm like, these girls are hotter than me. Let's be real. Like, these girls are fucking very, very cute. And he's like, no, none of these girls are cuter than you, babe. Like, these girls are not cute. And I'm literally like, okay, I, I love have you. eyes. I have eyes, you know? Yeah. But that's kind. That's I know. Kind. That's sweet. That's sweet. Eyes only for you. Yeah, there's lots of things that are problematic about Love Island, but it is a guilty pleasure. I think all reality TV really is just guilty pleasure and how much the I find a lot of value on the producers. Okay, I think if I had a second career path, it would be being a producer on a reality TV show. Me too. I would instigate the craziest drama. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'd want to be a real housewife of something. I don't know which one, Mm. but I just feel like I would be a really good real housewife. I just feel it. I don't know. I love that for you. Thank you. Manifest it. I I really have it. It's on my like vision board every year. Another show that I would really love to be part of is Are You the One? That's one of my favorites. There's also money involved. I don't. Here's the thing. If there's no money involved, then what are we doing here? That's true. Like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, you're falling in love and getting brand deals. That's all. I mean, you can get brand deals from a lot of other reality TV shows, though. That's mm-hmm. not, it's the exposure. I think that's probably with social media roaring as it is. I think like any type of TV exposure is good PR for your social media money. Yeah, for sure. My favorite part about Are You? So I've watched every season of Are You the One? I'm like literally love it. My favorite seasons are seasons five or no seasons three and seasons eight. So season eight was with like the 100% like, you know, bisexual, pansexual season, which made it very interesting, very interesting because anyone can fall in love with anybody. That was a really good season. And then season three was messy, messy, messy. It was crazy messy. So those were my favorites. What I like about Are You The One is that everyone stays the entire time and it's over like three fucking months. So by the end, they just have like roommate drama. You know what I'm saying? They're like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Is it really three months? Yes, it's literally over almost eight. Like, it's like 80 days of filming. Ew. I honestly, never mind. I could never. I could never be part of Are You The One. That's too much time with only, like, 10 people. And I don't know what it is about Are You The One, but they literally, like, just put fucking mattresses on the ground and are like, okay, this is where you sleep. Like, they don't even give them motherfucking bed frames and shit. And... I think they must encourage them drinking because it seems like they're just on a long bender. And it's like, did, this is so messy. I did see some like sus stuff on TikTok that um, a contestant came out saying that essentially the producers hold like their medication, their medication. And she had like anti-anxiety medication and they gave her anti-anxiety medication when she was like really drunk. And like she blacked out and like she's like some suspect shit like went down. But like the producers never mentioned it, never talked about it. Nothing of that night was aired on TV. Like, hmm. Well, have you guys ever seen Everlasting? No. Yes. Oh. Oh 10 my out of 10 God. recommend. <laughs> Everlasting is essentially like a behind the scenes and it follows the producers of a Bachelor like show. And it was written by a Bachelor producer and it gets kind of crazy. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. I have to look into that. That's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a lot. I literally like you have to take breaks watching that because it's like so evil. But yeah, it's good. It's it's good TV. Okay. So let's get into like what's your like least favorite trope or like plot plot line that keeps coming up in reality TV? 
I think recently, I don't know if it's a good thing, but the interracial relationship plotline where they like they get together and then they have to have this like big discussion about mm-hmm. like you're white, I'm not. And, like, this is what's going to happen to our children. You haven't even had sex with them yet. And you're talking about, like, what's going to happen to your children. Like, just give it a minute. See if you like the person. See if you like their family. Like, I understand that there's, like, nuances in it. But, like, I think, to me, this is the new plot line that's getting, Mm -hmm. like, overused to me. Yeah, dude. Definitely the diversity thing. And I think, like... I have noticed that they're trying to keep like keep more black girls till the end because we were getting a little flack Mm -hmm. that there were enough black girls at the end, you know, but but when they're clearly like not into that person, you know, yeah, it's 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 rough to watch. It's rough to watch. It's like I used to like this is going to sound bad, but you know, horror movies, like, you know, who's going to get killed in sequence. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, I knew that you were going home the first week. I'm like, you look yeah. cute, but you're going home the first week. I liked it. Now you're there and you're on some flimsy date. I can tell he's not into you. You mm-hmm. have to stay. And I was like, honey, just go home. Take your pride. Leave. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. Well, but Become the villain. At that point, I'd full on become the villain. If I'm the diversity hire in the reality TV mm-hmm. show, you bet I'm going to put on a show. 100%. I'd have to do it it's like natasha and the bachelorette that's what she did with colton's season i don't know if you saw that season she totally became the hilarious villain she tried and we love her yes colton season's crazy in retrospect because he's come out now and so i'm just like huh like you know i I could tell he was gay the whole time though i don't know if it was just me mike eater is real bad like i really can't fuck it i can't tell i can't the minute he jumped over the fence i knew that was it (laughs) yeah he's running away it got too real for him he was like oh shit (laughs) my least favorite has to be like anytime they mention that someone's a fucking virgin like i feel like that becomes their whole fucking identity and that literally happened with colton and i'm like oh he's a virgin fucking wonder why um and and now it's like i fucking hate with this latest season of the bachelorette we're literally episode fucking one right and it's like this man literally had to like tell every in a room full of people had to tell the girl he was dating that he was a virgin and then it just like cuts to fucking scenes of him in confessionals crying and i was like this is so fucking awkward does no one feel bad that this man has to like literally like come out as a virgin and then the whole plot line is about them being a virgin and it's literally like whatever like i don't need to know how many people you slept with like for this to be entertaining entertaining tv yeah i I agree something that i've also been noticing is like the change of people like now because everybody wants to be a fucking influencer only like influencer type of people go on shows Mm -hmm. sometimes i'm like where's their substance like where's their personality nothing there just like yeah you know being like hot and like flirty that's like the the only vibe that you can get there's like no body representation whatsoever in any of the reality tv shows mtv does a little bit of a better job doing that but like not that great side note i'm gonna say this i didn't say it before i really miss flavor of love i think it was a great show it was it was beyond its time and he was the best bachelor we've ever had so Dude, those those early 2000 reality tv shows obviously looking back very problematic everything yeah. about them but man wasn't good television 
Tequila, 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 tequila. Double shot of love with chance with chance of love. Oh my god! I love New York. Everything. Yeah, double. Didn't they have double shot at love with Vinny and D, Polly D? Whatever his name is. DJ yeah, Polly and D. I was actually pretty good. I was pretty invested. Yeah, I love Jersey Shore. I can't even go yeah national treasures national treasures i think it was just so much more special because people weren't like worried about being canceled like that just wasn't a thing so they like it was truly reality like what people actually say when they're unfiltered because like now i feel like people are on the shows and they're like "Mm, like i have to be like pc and nice and shit and they don't they're just like a little bit more buttoned up that's That's true true. also they just have different vibes like bh1 like Mm -hmm. rock love Oh my God, all those girls. Like, I'm like, where did you find these girls? You know, they were all like so different, so unique. I love Rock of Love. That was a good show. It was an amazing show. That was all three seasons. I highly recommend. They're on Hulu. They're so just watch them. Like, he's amazing. Again, I'm best bachelor we ever had. Do you know what it is? Imagine you pick a girl at the end of every season knowing you have to break up with them to get renewed. So like you can't commit to anyone. anyone. Literally. <laughs> um, on to old reality TVs. My favorite one was definitely Next. Mm-hmm. Next. Next. Um, I don't know if everyone's watched that, but the premise of the show is there are contestants fighting for money or a second date, and they're all in a bus. So it's it's a grab and go date type of situation. And then you get out the bus and you meet the person that you're going on a date with. And if they don't fucking like you, they can next you on the spot. The premise of it is the longer, like the value is in the minutes, the longer mm-hmm. the date, the more money you get. And then at the end of the date, if you are chosen, if she likes you or he likes you, they're like, okay, it's been two hours. You can either take home $120 or you can take a second date. And if you would get 50-50. Like for the most part, people would be like, I'll take the money. <laughs> But it's the most ridiculous fucking people on that TV show. Oh, that's what I was going to say is that like when you watch it and I'm like, it's literally like garbage human beings. And then the funny part would be like the information they'd put up. It would be like 31 lives with their mom, drinks like, you know, seven Diet Cokes a day. And you're like afraid of sea creatures. (laughs) Like, just the most random weird fucking facts about people. People would get nexted right away. Like, ooh, I nexted him because he had a chain wallet, and I don't fuck with that. It's like, what? (laughs) I love it, though. That's like me, what I send every day. (laughs) Talking about old TV, do we have, like, a cringy... The like the most cringy TV moment that we like will never forget. I see. I'm I'm thinking about the hills, but like I don't. That's not a relationship thing. I guess it is. It was like Spencer Pratt going off on Lauren Conrad, but I don't even know if that's cringe or like when Heidi just got her plastic surgery and her mom. She's like, "Do I look beautiful, mom?" And her mom's like, "No." I think that <laughs> that was pretty cringy. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm not thinking about like a ro- like a romance cringe now. I can't think about it. Spencer Spencer Pratt is really into crystals now. And it's just, like, so funny to me because, like, in every video I've seen of him lately, he has, like, he's, like, manifesting energy with a crystal. And I'm like, Pratt, are you okay? What's going on? Like, and he's just, I'm just really into, you know, crystals. And now I have a crystal shop. And he literally, like, has a crystal shop online. Like, like, it's, like, literally, like, a Shopify crystal shop by Spencer Pratt. And I'm like, did not see this coming. Didn't see it coming. The the funny thing that used to kill me is that every single morning he used to play like look what you made me do by taylor swift and drink an espresso like every single morning and he'd snapchat it and i used to watch it every single day 
Don't know why I was committed. <laughs> Start the morning with Spencer. Literally, and, and Dodge Miami. <laughs> I was saying the Hills one's kind of old. The one that I think of is like way more recent. Mine is with Love is Blind season one when Gigi is sitting there telling Damon, you know how you say it's the best sex you ever have? Have you ever noticed how I don't say it back? You ever notice that you never make me come? Have you ever noticed that, Damon? And he's just sitting like in his bed like, like, (laughs) and I was like, Damn, this is like she she knows they're recording. There's literally a camera in her face. And so she's really going to call this man out about being bad at sex on national television. And literally, yeah. he's just sitting there and doesn't say anything. Because, like, what are you supposed to say to that? Like, nothing really. And I literally was sitting there like, damn, that's cold-blooded. <laughs> My thing with Gigi, though, and Damon, is that Gigi was your quintessential hot girl who wasn't Mm -hmm. processing her thoughts at like the same speed as Damon and Damon's trying to have these like deeper conversations and she's just looking for things to fight about with him she she would fight about him with him with everything she's a diva she She is she'd be like oh you like you like red apples well I like green let's fight that's literally (laughs) how she was she's looking for the heat the passion okay he wasn't giving it he he really can't give it there's still together I know. Dude. Do you know it, that Francesca like debacle? Oh my god, that, that was, was producer created. Yeah, a hundred percent. I just yeah. want Harry, Josie, and Francesca to get back together. The drama was so good. So uh, my cringe is basically anytime the bachelor in the Bachelor or Bachelorette where the contestants like. I love you. And then they get shut down real fucking quick. I love to see it, but I also feel bad for them. But the biggest one lately, it's this new show on HBO Max called F Boy Island. Mm-hmm. This show is something fucking else. It's actually pretty funny. But the premise of the show is three girls are like, they get like a group of maybe like 20, 30 guys to compete to find their love, I guess. And then half of them are fuck boys and half of them are like self-proclaimed nice guys, which, you know, I have some questions about that, Mm -hmm. how they, you know, figure that out, but whatever. And then at the end of the show, when they pick, if they picked a fuck boy, the fuck boy gets to decide whether or not they're going to split like $100,000 with the girl. And if they picked a nice guy, the girl gets to decide if they want to like keep, if they want to like give them money or whatever. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alert, like essentially what happens is this girl picks the wrong boy. Like, you know, the whole season, he's a fuck boy. And she picks him and it's looking like kind of good for her. Like maybe he likes her back and no, the homeboy chooses the money, leaving her looking hella fucking stupid. And oh my God, I literally, I wanted to die for her. I wanted to die for her because all the other, the two other girls like got their pick, like got the guys they wanted, like paired up with, with like nice guys and a fuck boy. And they all like, like chose love instead of money. She, she went out looking pretty dumb. I'm not going to lie, but he went out looking worse for being a fuck boy. (laughs) That's true, but he got his full money, so he's good oh, to Oh, no, go. no, no. So before, instead of getting the money, they're like, plot twist. As a fuckboy, you shouldn't be getting shit. The $100,000 is going to uh, Sarah's uh, uh, charity of Sarah's choice. And so it was literally like, you're both fucking <laughs> dumb. Like, 
So if he had said yes, it would have been split 50-50 between the two of them. But because he's like, it's yeah. my money, he lost yeah. it? Oh, my God. a greedy little fucker. That sucks. It sucks to suck. It sucks to suck. It's a great show. Highly recommend F-Boy Island if you have nothing to do or you have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of my favorites recently. And with Fuckboy Island, he's like, this is so funny because, like, first of all, every dude is a fucking fuckboy. Let's be real. Like, all these guys fucking suck. These nice guys, yeah, fucking right. You know, like, how fucking nice are you, really? You can always tell who's a fuckboy. You can always tell who's a fuckboy. From, like, five... Here's what I would say about decoding a fuckboy. Your first five-minute impression, before you know a lot about this person... If you have sussed out that he's a fuckboy, he's a fuckboy. He might be trying to prove yourself otherwise with the conversations that you have after that. But you were right. Your first gut reaction of him being a fuckboy was correct. Okay, so I have a question now. Are there more fuckboys in New York or Seattle? Um, I would say everywhere, but I think New York because people here have bigger egos. And like Seattle men, like they're very like mellow, like they are self-proclaimed like feminists. They're not fucking really, but you know, they take like they take like the worst parts about feminism, like letting you fucking pay for shit, you know. I know. But yeah, no, okay. the, the men I've encountered here, I'm like, oh, you're way more of a fuckboy, like right off the, the ba- like the band, which is like kind of refreshing because it's like, at least I don't have to like suss decipher. you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What reality TV show are you guys like dying to go on? If you go on any of them. A part of me wants to say Real Housewives of Atlanta. I really want to be like with Nene Leaks, but she's gone now. But mm-hmm. that's what I would say. But I also feel like WAGs, if there was a WAGs Canada and I somehow was like dating NHL hockey player because that would be just mess I I love that huge huge mess oh my god that's so inspirational I honestly I think Survivor I don't I love mind games and like I love strategy and I think like I'd play it really fucking cool and dumb for like half of the season (laughs) and but like secretly be like telling people like random shit and be like oh my god this girl told me this and then I'll be like oh my god I can't believe she lied to us so I I have thought I've watched like maybe five seasons of Survivor back to back and I was like I could win this show this seems reasonable you don't really have to be the most (laughs) physical to win that show you know. But I do also love a physical challenge. Well, girl, they're casting for Survivor right now. Get your tape ready. Shit. Shit. Okay, I will. Mine is hands down Big Brother. And then I want to win Big Brother and then go to the challenge. I'm not going to lie. I'm, you know, I might record today, but I'm definitely have already auditioned for Big Brother. I've honestly put in for almost all the reality TV shows, honestly. Um, No hits yet, but. I think this year's my year. I've been trying to manifest Big Brother this year because I think I could fucking win that. For people who don't watch Big Brother, it's all like social and physical game. And I got both, bitch. I got fucking both. And then the challenge is just an extension of like all the reality TV. And if you haven't watched the challenge before, it's my fave. And this year they're doing like they basically bring everyone from like MTV, CBS, Paramount Plus World onto the challenge. And they're doing like US versus the world so it's like the winner of like big brother nigeria and big brother romania and there's like so many versions and i was like dang i didn't know that every country has their own fucking version of reality (laughs) tv they also have like the winner of survivor romania and i'm like that's oddly specific and i just want to add in for my grandmother before you continue she really wants to be on naked and afraid that's her dream (laughs) (laughs) um i'm manifesting it for her (laughs) 
I haven't put through her application because I don't think we'd all want to see it, but she really wants to be on Naked and Afraid. Naked <laughs> and Afraid is crazy. I know. They basically I don't know. eat. They don't eat. And like, they look so sad. <laughs> like, it's literally depressing to watch. <laughs> and like, it look- is, but that's the show she said she really wants to be on. Well, we love that for her. We'll manifest that for her too. I'll put that in my like dream journal. What's your grandmother's name? Carmen. 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 Carmen, we're pulling for you within the universe to be on Naked and Afraid. Well, Alexandria, it's been a joy having you on. Can you please like plug yourself? Where can my viewers find you on social media and their like of? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Pessimism at its finest. I think I'm everywhere at Pessimism at its finest. Or if you want to follow me, see funny memes and see me go to like two patios a month, you can follow my personal (laughs) Instagram at Alexandria Kalina. Love that. And those will, of course, be in our comment section. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Plugs of the week. All right. So my plug of the week is going to be Nine Days, which is a film that was written and directed by Ed Sun Oda. And it has a super diverse cast. It's the best movie that I've ever seen. It's like definitely life changing. It came out of Sundance and it was actually supposed to be premiered a year ago because of COVID. It came out this year and it was a really like influential film. And everyone that has seen it has had such rave reviews. It has an amazing concept. It's a little heavy, but it's also uplifting and real. And I think anybody who is alive can relate to it and gangs something out of it. For my plug of the week this week, I'm plugging Adriana La Artista. She is a Latinx graphic designer and you can shop her prints at adrianalartista.threatless.com. We'll put it up in our Instagram. Definitely check her out. All right, everybody. So that is the episode for this week. We again want to thank Alexandria so much for coming on the podcast. We had such a fun time with her. And again, her podcast is Pessimism at its finest. And you can go look for that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. Please, everybody, like always, please rate our podcast, subscribe and tell a friend to help us out a lot. And next week, we're going to have our anniversary episode. Can we believe it's already been a year? Crazy. But thank you guys so much. We love you. Bye.